Me, I think it's good to have a real gastronomic experience, like in a restaurant where, say, you'd have a chef who bakes a specialty of sauces, where every chef has his own specialty. For me, it's insects. Sheriff Laurent Veillet hails from Lyon, one of the gastronomic capitals of the world. But today we meet him in his compact little restaurant, Innovite, which is tucked away on a small street in the heart of Paris's second arrondissement. Bonjour. Bonjour. Laurent is an experienced, classically trained chef, educated in the École Hôtellerie of Grenoble and Chambéry. But his culinary journey has taken him far from the traditional French cuisine that he learned in school. Today, on Innovit's lovingly curated tasting menu, you'll find such rarities as cricket shortbread, mealworm galettes and cookies made with coconut cranberries and mealworm flour. There's lots to be done to be more eco-responsible. So that's what interests me, and it's more or less my specialty now. There are insects, but behind the insects, it's more of a way of cooking more intelligently, more respectfully. Innovit can seat just eight people at a time, and in this intimate space there's no separation between kitchen and table. Laurent's clients can look on as the chef puts his haute cuisine spin on an unusual menu. People see me preparing the dishes, and it's brilliant because then people can see how the insects are prepared. And then there's this proximity with the chef to be able to exchange ideas. And there's no doubt these are big, complicated ideas to tackle. In a world that's widely expected to carry a global population of 9 billion people by 2050, it's estimated that we'll need to increase food production by 70% to meet the growing demand. According to the UN's Food and Agricultural Organization, livestock production is responsible for roughly 14.5% of all human-generated greenhouse gases per annum. Little wonder, then, that food experts have been looking with increasing interest into alternative forms of protein from less traditional sources. And for Laurent, the food for the future are insects. Cooking with insects, for me, it's more of a way of getting the message across to people to be careful about what we eat, because what we eat has an impact on our environment and our health. Hello and welcome to this final episode of our podcast series, The Star Ingredient. I'm your host, Kumbo Salako. Over the last 12 months, our reporters have travelled through Africa and Europe discovering the hidden treasures of our food systems. From the streets of Senegal to the mountains of Italy, from the markets of Lagos to the remotest parts of the kingdom of Lesotho, we hope we've managed to open your mind and your palate to the underused foods that could play a role in securing a more resilient food future without harming the environment. And for our final recipe this season, Laurent is preparing a decadent little dish that he describes as the complete garden. So it's a savoury biscuit. It has a cricket shortbread base. There are lots of crickets in the dough, so you can taste it when you're eating the biscuit. There are also vegetables, flowers, seeds, little edible flowers on top. It's all very visual. Now, we don't blame you if the idea of creepy crawlies on your dinner plate makes your stomach turn a little. 
Arnold van Wies is a professor at the University of Wageningen in the Netherlands. He co-authored a book on edible insects and believes the problem is cultural, at least in the West. People are not used to eat insects. They call that neophobia, so uh, you don't eat what you don't know. It might then come as a surprise that insects form part of the diet of an estimated 2 billion people, mostly in the tropics. Arnold is a tropical entomologist. That's somebody who studies insects. He first became interested in the idea of eating them while working in Niger on the country's crop protection service. I used to go quite often and they told me that women are making more money by selling the grasshoppers from their millet than by selling their millet. And then I thought, how could I have been so stupid? I worked three years in this country, nobody ever told me. So uh, that opened my eyes, really. Arnold had conducted hundreds of interviews with people without ever touching the topic. I knew afterwards why people didn't talk to me about eating of insects, because they know that Western people consider it a primitive habit. So when I knew this in all my subsequent interviews, I deliberately asked about the eating of insects. And then often half of my interview was uh, dealt with edible insects. So that's how I became interested, that it was really an unexplored uh, food source. An unexplored food source that also boasts some pretty impressive nutritional credentials. They have all the necessary proteins, amino acids, the fatty acids. I think insects have more uh, unsaturated fat, uh, fatty acids, so it's, it's healthier. Uh, they have minerals, they have vitamins. I think those health benefits are becoming more and more important. And it's good for the environment too. It requires significantly less water and land than livestock, as well as emitting much fewer greenhouse gases than cattle or pigs. Then there's the favourable feed conversion, which is a key factor for sustainable agriculture. In the United States, typically one kilogram of live animal weight in a production system requires feed input of two and a half kilograms for chicken, five kilograms for pork and ten kilograms for beef. Insects require far less. Take crickets, for example. Producing one kilogram of them requires as little as 1.7 kilogram of feed, making them far more efficient to produce. I remember very clearly the first time I tasted insects because I had a really hard time. It really disgusted me, actually. I had this block. It's a real challenge to try insects, and it took me a long time to get used to it. In the beginning, Chef Laurent had no interest in cooking with insects. In truth, he never really wanted to work in any kind of restaurant at all. I wanted to be a private chef even when I was very young at the Ecole. Private chefs bringing the haute cuisine experience directly into people's homes might be fairly commonplace now, but 25 years ago when Laurent was starting out, it was an unusual choice for a young, ambitious cook. Because of that, I got a lot of TV coverage and publicity, because it was really a first. And when I was on TV, some young people saw me in a news report and asked me to help them create recipes to open a restaurant where they would offer only insects on the menu. Eight years ago in Lyon, despite some initial misgivings, Laurent began working with the duo, acclimatising his palate to the peculiar taste 
experimenting with mealworms and crickets, exploring the possibilities of cooking with something that he admits first disgusted him. After that, I started to find it interesting. I discovered it was rich in protein, it had a lot of omega-3s, lots of vitamins in insects, and then I found out that it was really interesting from an environmental point of view. So the more I discovered, the more interesting I found it. In the end, the restaurant never opened, but the experience captured Laurent's imagination. It was my training that gave me the foundation, the opportunity to innovate and create. I experimented for a long time. Now it's been seven years and I'm beginning to have a little experience. I experimented, I tried, I failed, I tried again. I was looking for a way to marry the flavours, the textures, the visuals. A year later, he moved into his own premises, where he continued working on his private chef business. In parallel, he tinkered with his insect recipes, eventually opening the doors to customers with adventurous taste buds. We moved here and we opened the restaurant and I started working on my recipes. More and more customers were coming and more and more different farms were offering their produce. And we made the choice to try to bring all that together here under one roof. A restaurant and a boutique. As for the taste, Laurent describes mealworms as having an elegant, cereal-like flavour. I think it has a very cereal-like taste, but then it depends on the farm. The origin of the farm affects the taste a bit, so it's always a little cereal-like, more or less pronounced, more or less pleasant, but more or less an elegant flavour. Now I can tell the difference between different farms. Crickets taste a little stronger, more pronounced. I'd describe them as nutty, so I play with these flavours to try and integrate them. I'm more likely to use crickets with chocolate or something a little stronger like cheese. And then with mealworms, they're kind of all-purpose. I make bread with them. I'd grind them into a powder and use it in a bread recipe. It makes the bread richer. It's a bit like wholemeal bread because of the insects. Then with dried insects, they have this nice crunchy element that I play with in my recipes. In a perfect world, we could tell you that Laurent Veillet's restaurant Innovite has been a runaway success since it opened, booked out and boasting a lengthy waiting list. But Laurent recognises that the price of cooking with a potential food of the future is that you have to wait for the wider public to catch up with what you're doing. Opening this restaurant was a no-brainer, and it wasn't easy, but that didn't discourage me. Quite the opposite, in fact. I could always see the light at the end of the tunnel, saying to myself that it's going to develop one day, or that people are going to be more and more interested. I think you just have to be patient, and I've got plenty of time. I'm not tying myself in knots to stay afloat. I've kept what I was doing before. I do this out of passion, and I'm very happy to be doing it from time to time. Ideally, I'd like to see it develop a little more, but you can't force these things. Winning over hearts and minds to the idea of eating insects will undoubtedly take time. If you don't know about insects, you think mosquitoes, disease transmission, you think of them as pests, it's all negative. And if you haven't experienced them on a trip, seeing them in markets or in recipes, it's true that it can be a shock. 
Then there's the issue of misinformation swirling around the topic. In January 2023, the European Commission amended the European regulation on novel foods and novel food ingredients, officially authorizing the selling of products made from mealworms and house crickets. The move helped clarify the EU's regulatory position on these kinds of food, but it also gave fuel to a wider conspiracy theory that suggested a cabal of global elites were going to force Westerners to eat insect foods against their will or hide it in commonplace foodstuffs. Just last week, the European Union gave the green light to sell house crickets and larvae for human consumption in powder and other dried forms. And this has caused quite a bit of a stir online with certain social media users claiming that the EU will force people to eat insects in flour, bread and pasta without their knowledge. For the avoidance of doubt, neither Chef Laurent nor the European Union have any intent to sneak ground mealworms or crushed crickets into your food. Like any other food product on the market, edible insects for sale are required by law to be explicitly labelled. In recent years, France has become the somewhat unlikely European centre of the growing insect farming industry. Just last year, Insect, a French company founded in 2011, opened the world's largest vertical insect farm near Amiens in northwestern France, with plans to open more in the country. On the other end of the spectrum, smaller insect farms are proliferating too, in the hopes of staking a place in a market that they hope will develop in the future. This is an old site, a former dairy farm, which used to supply the creamery next door, but it hasn't been in operation for a few decades. The farm had been abandoned for about 10 years. La Ferme de Tire is located in the Brest region in France, about an hour and a half outside of Lyon. But instead of dairy cattle grazing in the fields around the structure, here the farming is happening inside one small humid room, where stacks of plastic crates house thousands of squirming mealworms. They're in mid-life now, a month and a half old roughly. They're still too small to go to the kitchen and we're going to let them grow until they're a few centimetres long. Quentin Bozonnet, the young proprietor of this enterprise which produces the mealworms as well as processing and packaging the finished product, is a somewhat unlikely farmer. He didn't grow up in an agricultural family. Instead, he studied business in college and spent many years living abroad. His travels took him to Mexico, where he tasted insects for the first time. The first time I heard about it and I tasted them, I was living in Mexico at the time, and we were climbing up a little pyramid, so it was all really ideal and romantic. There was a little old lady who sold little grasshoppers to nibble on, and I have a Mexican friend who bought them to show us that they ate insects in Mexico. Quentin wasn't a huge fan of the greasy quality of the fried grasshoppers, but a love of science drew him back to the idea of edible insects many years later. I was interested in two things. I've always been a bit of a science nerd, especially with raw materials, biotechnologies, new raw materials. And what's interesting here is that we're looking for raw materials that have been abandoned by our agriculture, our agro-industry, which is a kind of agriculture that produces a lot of waste. So with insects, you can recover this waste and turn it into something else. It makes meat, insect protein, and it also makes fertilizer from insect waste. 
So it's a bit like the missing link in our agriculture. In 2014, Quentin made his first foray into insect farming. I bought the first insects to really get my hands dirty because really there was nothing on the subject. There was no training, there were no books or anything. So we had to figure it out by trial and error. And in 2015, we launched the first products to test the market, see if it worked. Then the company was officially launched in 2016. Today, La Ferme de Tire produces whole crickets and mealworms dehydrated and crispy like potato chips, finely coated chocolate crickets, insect protein pasta and insect terrines. After COVID-19 threatened to end the operation, the business is now gently bouncing back, allowing Quentin to continue his mission, creating a unique product that respects the environment. When you're working with products, you have priorities. The priority is local, so bringing to market the most gourmet products possible, but ones that are local. And then, of course, the environmental aspect is a part of the company's DNA, simply because our production system is based on a circular economy. We try to ensure that the majority of our ingredients are organic. The insects are raised organically in the kitchen. We mainly use organic ingredients. All while protecting the heritage of this disused dairy farm in a modern way. The other motivation is really the heritage aspect. That's why we're in a historic monument to make local products based on regional products, but which don't necessarily prevent us from taking them far and wide. Our insects are found throughout the European Union and even beyond. And as a result, people are attracted by this idea of a local product like the insect, which is very innovative, but one that also attracts people from outside the region. So this recipe came about gradually, and now it's become the dish that's got the most positive feedback from our customers. And I like it a lot too, because I can change it according to the season. We're back in Laurent Veille's kitchen, where the chef is ready to prepare the last showstopper dish of this season. I'm going to prepare a cricket shortbread, which is the signature dish. It's a bit like a tartelette. The tartelette base is made from a mix of cheese and cricket powder, placed in the oven for about 10 minutes to cook. Next, I'm going to garnish it with an apple hummus, where I'll add seeds, little herb shoots, edible flowers, honey-roasted vegetables, and also roasted tomatoes with thyme. The delicate plate begins to resemble a little garden, exploding with colour. Now I'll set it down as if it were a bouquet. I'm garnishing my mousse that is visually pretty, and at the end, I'm going to add little roasted insects that it adds crunch, visual appeal, and also taste. So, there you have it. All in all, it's very colourful, very nicely presented, which makes you forget, even if you see them, you forget about the insects. Et voilà, bon appétit. I only cook with insects, so sometimes people ask me, is there a dish without insects? Because my wife, she doesn't want to, she's not ready, and I refuse, categorically. Cooking with insects, for me, it's more a way of getting the message across to the people to be careful about what we eat, because what we eat has an impact on our environment and our health. You have to be daring, you have to be curious, you have to be open-minded.
You've been listening to The Star Ingredient. This show also exists in French and it's called La Surprise du Chef. I'm your host, Kumbo Salako, and this series is written and produced by my colleagues Ashling Nikulan, Naira Davlashian, and Marta Rodriguez Martinez in Lyon, France. Our assistant producer is Alice Carnevale, with original reporting by Ashling Nikulan and Alice Carnevale. Our consulting editor is Catalina Mai in Santiago de Chile, and our solutions journalism consultant is Michel Foin in Paris, France. Theme music is by Andy Rabini. Sound mixing is by Mathieu Duchesne, Lionel Dussochois, and Hugo Pouillard. Our production coordinator is Louise Lahec, and our editor-in-chief is Patrick Heri. You can listen to this series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you normally get your podcasts. For more information on The Star Ingredient, please go to our website, euronews.com culture. The podcast The Star Ingredient was funded by the European Journalism Centre through the Solutions Journalism Accelerator. This fund is supported by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation.